Orbs to shades. The spirit end of the paranormal pool is anything but shallow, but it is easy to find yourself drowning. When you're young, if you were anywhere near a group of same-aged folk and you want to freak each other out, you tell ghost stories. You gather up a blanket and you swap them like baseball cards at the expo, waiting with your breath held for your turn at the mic because nine times out of ten, everyone in that room has a ghost story. They can be as vanilla as seeing your great-grandfather in the cellar, or they can be as mollifying as the dark shape that follows you to every town you have lived in since you were still taking naps in school. But in my experience, almost everyone I know has a ghost story, and anyone who doesn't have one secretly and desperately wants one. People have been infatuated with the supernatural almost as long as they have been with religion. In fact, if religion were a lounge singer, then the paranormal would be a rock star. Unless you worship snakes or speak in tongues, most of the time, your chosen faith is fairly banal. But the unexplained? Shit, that's like your first leather jacket or your first French kiss. Taboo is always the more appealing possibility. Maybe it's the implied darkness or the fantasy side but I do know ghost stories are more intriguing because no two are really the same. The Bible only really changes when someone new comes to power. And let's face facts. People love being scared. It's the same reason I watch every damn shark movie that comes out, even though the mere sight of them makes me want to fill my pants with the brown sound. I love the feeling. You don't take a first date to a chick flick. You take her to something that is going to make her jump straight into your arms in terror, preferably at a drive-in. Nothing too gross and gory, something that is just intense enough to close the deal for you. Ghost stories are quite simply our early introduction into that fierce side of the world. It is bonding and sharing and fucking with people all rolled into one. It is delicious masochism. I'm about to tell you a story that I have not recounted to anyone since I was 14 years old. It's extraordinary, terrifying, and at the risk of committing the sin of pun, very haunting. It's also true. Some of the events are a bit loose, as this happened to me 30 years ago, but the pieces I remember are as vibrant today as the night they occurred, and the more I write it down, the more it's all coming back to me, stronger, clearer, and more defined. Doubt if you want. Scoff if you wish. It doesn't change the fact that it happened, and I was there. For better or worse, I was there. I was nine years old in the summer of 1983. Growing up, as it were, on the south side of Des Moines, Iowa, my hometown backdrop off and on for most of my life. Unbeknownst to me, I was a year away from moving to Florida and spending the better part of my teens on the move forever giving up any semblance of roots in favor of a second-rate vagabond existence. But in 83, I had been in Des Moines for three wonderful years and had managed to find some semblance of a real life, to feel like a real kid. I was a Cub Scout, until an unfortunate brake failure caused me to ride my BMX through the screen door of my Scoutmaster's house. I played Little League Baseball and bowled on a kids' league, on a team that was meant to be called the Cannibals, but some adult renamed us the Cannonballers, at a beautiful old alley called Bolarama, where my grandmother had bowled since before I was born. I lived in a basement apartment just a short walk away from the corner of Southeast 14th and Watchers Avenue, and from 1st 
to mid-fourth grade, I attended Andrew Jackson Elementary School, which was only a few blocks away. You could follow Watrous right to Jackson's front door if you wanted, wind around the corner hook that finally T-boned at Indianola Avenue, then cross the school's vast front yard. But there was another more direct and mysterious route that led you to the school, opening out onto its parking lot and the outside playground. Before the convenience store moved years later, the Quick Trip gas station on 14th and Watrous was on the other side of the street. Perpendicular to the shop was nothing but forest, only really cut off by the houses that lined the way to school. But there was a path through the woods that was nearly a straight line to Jackson Elementary. So my friends and I would sidestep the street, make our way through the trees, and head deep into what we called the South Side Woods. The path itself twisted and turned, providing a virtually crazy...